Welcome to the Thursday show, everybody. It is me, Dustin Henshaw, and I am joined by Adam Camilleri. I don't, I don't, I don't know where Paul is, though. I don't know where he's either. Wait, wait, uh, yeah, there. Oh, he wait, is. wait, there wait, he is. wait. There's an empty chair. Empty chair. Okay, here we go. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Thursday show. This is your weekly hype show. We're here to pump up the jam for the upcoming tournaments of this weekend. We have a couple of really spicy, nice little things to hopefully wet your whistle for some of the beautiful and amazing things going on in our community this weekend. Uh, first up, we have the battle to end Alzheimer's uh, from Westminster, Maryland. Then we have the Warhound at Games Grid in April over in Utah, and then the Coventry Team Tournament from we're assuming Coventry in uh in the United Kingdom in England, London, London, yeah, definitely Coventry, London, Coventry, Coventry London. Street, London. Hey, you know, it's, it's spice it up. <laughs> but Dustin, how you doing, brother? Uh, I'm doing okay. How about you? I've been getting over a lot of bad, bad sicknesses. Yeah, as COVID, in COVID's been ravaging. Ravaging okay. my down lately. <laughs> okay, I thought I thought you might be just down on the game. You're talking about the meta or something. Oh no! The, oh, okay. But it's, it's, I'm not going to get into that right now. We, we only have an hour. We only have an hour, Adam. It's a forty. It's a forty k show, Dustin. Jeez. It's true. I could I could talk about that all day for sure. It's fair. Uh, substandard potato is the to for the battle of Alzheimer's hanging out in the chat. Thanks for joining us uh, very much. Please tell us a little bit. Um, if you'd like, if you've got a spiel for us to read out about how you will be supporting. Um. Oh, sorry, what the cause is, if anything you'd like us to yeah, read well, out absolutely. To in support of the event. Absolutely happy to. It would be an absolute pleasure. And I uh, love your name. Do you have a... <laughs> has it got an alt account that is like perfectly adequate potato or something? Or French fry. French fry. <laughs> the end stage of potato. The end stage. <laughs> <laughs> or just baked. Uh, but so we're yeah so those who don't know what our show is about we will be bringing you a minimum of three events from the upcoming weekend sometimes it'll be two if it's a really big event like you know an lvo we'll be you know doing coverage of maybe one or two on lgt things with multiple hundreds of players and three days or more of uh gaming um but we'll bring you those and we'll tell you about how many players are in events in the event uh, where it's from how many rounds and then we'll go through the quick and dirty stats what is in attendance how many of each faction is showing up and then we round it out for each event of the coverage giving you a couple of the best list or most interesting or thematic lists or just meme lists in attendance depending on how whimsical we're feeling at the time anything i missed there dustin no i think you covered all of it it's it's important to point out that we're not always pulling out like the top players, especially now because it's kind of the early in the season, we haven't yeah. gotten a lot of the, a lot of the uh, big tournaments out of the way yet. We haven't got <laughs> the big games kind of getting their their names out there. We'll see though, but because right now it's Adam going through and saying that's a cool list. Let's look at that one. That's pretty much how it's at. Unless you're somebody, if you finished in the top of the ITC in the previous uh, season, I do try and pull you up and see what you're up to. Of course. If, you, if you're not up to anything interesting, easy, a la some of the people who were just running the, all the void waves and stuff at the moment, I'm less inclined uh -huh. to pull it up just because there's not much to talk about there. Same, unfortunately, can be said for a lot of custodies lists that have gotten to that kind of cookie cutter stage. Mm -hmm. I think we've been rejoined by uh, the Paul Murphy. Well, he might have sat back down there. Oh, this so, chair is talking. It's the, the empty chair. We, we, empty so, chair. Paul, before when the show started, Paul went to go. Yeah, Paul went to go reset his router and left just the empty chair with the back thing. I'm like, clip that. We're using that for if you, if you keep going. <laughs> That's now. how we can go. That's how we can go forward with the show right there. That's it. Hey, your brother. Look, sometimes it's just as good as the empty chair. You know, it's it's, a... <laughs> <laughs> it's just the voice we need, right? That's all we need. You are just in time to introduce us to our first event. If you want to pick up the call, mate. Oh yeah, let's let's do it. Uh, hopefully, uh, we uh, mentioned the uh, full color terrain and brand new mats. No, that's all. That's all you, buddy. Go ahead. We did not. Oh well, look if you if you've just tuned in, 
you know, I want to make sure to point you to the full color terrain that is up in limited quality uh, quantities on the Frontline Gaming Network, which we're happy to be a, a part of and on. And don't forget, you can get your tickets for the Atlantic City Open coming up June 10th through the 12th. And we missed tapes too. We missed tapes of stuff, Dustin. Yeah, we we didn't do this well. We were really lost uh, without you, man. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, <laughs> well, seriously, look this this show is actually uh, we got we're talking about a good cause here. We're talking about some tournaments. If the guys didn't let you know, this is your weekly tournament meta show where we talk about what you're going to see coming up over the weekend, and you know maybe how to beat it. Maybe we slip in some stuff about there if we could even figure it out. Um, Substandard Potato, the TO of uh, Battle to End Alzheimer's, has just mentioned that the event was inspired after he unfortunately lost his grandfather to Alzheimer's in 2020. We're hosting at Tables and Towers in Westminster, uh, Maryland. This is Anthony Burstong's store. Couldn't do it without him. The store is giving us 100% of the tickets to the longest day, which is an Alzheimer's research fundraiser, raffling off a bunch of paint jobs from studios and letting people hit me with pies, the works. Oh, that sounds pretty fun. So yeah, we're going to be talking about the uh, Battleland Alzheimer's uh, Warhound game at uh, Grid April uh, Grand Tournament and the Coventry Team Tournament. Does anybody know where Coventry is? We're Somewhere in London. You. Yeah, <laughs> London. We already figured it out. Hold tight. Uh, we're we're going to get there. Uh, but <laughs> but let's talk about the Battle to End Alzheimer's, which yeah, in Westminster, Maryland, here in the U.S. Which, by the way, if you're in the U.S. today, uh, this is truly international show. I'm actually the only one this might apply to. It is National Burrito Day. Ooh, that's a good time. That's delicious. That's a that's that's a good day. That's a good day. <laughs> Wait, well, we had some burritos. I I want a burrito now. Come Me on, too. <laughs> Well, look, you just got to get, you got to, uh, you know, I don't know, write your congressman if you have it or something. I don't know what you got up there. I mean, I don't have to have a burrito day to have a burrito, I think. It just feels like it's a good excuse. Uh, it just tastes one. a little bit better. It does taste but, a little bit better. But back to the tournaments, I just wanted to mention that the Battle of Alzheimer's uh, in Westminster, Maryland, 98 players, five rounds. And look, let's celebrate this. 100% of the attending players submitted their factions in BCP, so we have something to talk about. Hashtag that did, did the right thing. Did the right thing. Thank Award winner. Guys. That is great. Quick and dirty stats. Uh, yeah, Dustin, can you run down and see uh, what, what factions we got represented? I can, and I can do it 100% accurately because everybody has it in there, so this is fantastic. Imperial Superfaction, there is one Imperium, which is Grey Knights and an Imperial Knight. Ten Custodes, four Astro Militarum, and one Grey Knight. Space Marine Superfaction, there are three Dark Angels, one Space Wolf, three Ultramarine, one Black Templar, one White Scar, one Imperial Fist, and two Iron Hands. Good spread there. Chaos Superfaction, there are three Chaos Soup, two Chaos Space Marine, two T-Suns, one Death Guard, and two Demons. That's Zeta a nice spread. Oh, it's, yeah. it's really well spread out right now, like, aside mm. from obviously the Golden Cliff right now, but... Now, the Xeno Superfaction, there are five Necrons, three Orcs, and 16 Tau. So much for that good spread. Tau yeah, players. Ruined it. I jinxed it. Ruined it. Ruined it. Yeah, you jinxed yeah. it. That was, yeah, that was Paul's fault. The Hive Mind Superfaction, there are seven Tyranids and one Hero GSC. And Legend. then the Eldari Superfaction, as always, a full spread of five Eldari, two Drakari, seven Harlequins, and five Asuriani. So the Faction Podium coming out with Tau at the top with 16, then Custodes at 10, and then Nids and Harleys tied at seven. That right there. That is the epitome of the meta right now. It is. It really is. Um, you could probably have. I mean, you could you could rearrange any of these right now. Um, yeah. 
whichever, whichever way you'd like, and it would it would all be pretty representative of how the game is at the moment. I'd I'd like to know there was a couple of big holes in the Imperial Super Faction. There's uh, no there is no knights in this event apart from the one mixed uh, Imperium which had uh, Imperial knights in it. Which and that's the reason I noted what was in that one because it was the only knight in representation of the whole mm. thing. There's no renegade knights. There's no Imperial knights. There's no sisters. There's no Admech. Um and, and yeah, I thought it was quite interesting because we got we got stuff like. There's Death Guard, there's Demons, there's Chaos Soup, there's, you know, Orcs, there's one GSC, there's a couple of bits and pieces here and there, but yeah, no sisters. And there's four no... Astro Militarum. I was about to say, how four. is there, how did, how did Admech win the LVO? And then there's more, <laughs> there's more Astro Militarum than Admech, like since the LVO, like it just makes no sense to me. I, I, I have no answer for you. I am, I love Astro Militarum, but it's very surprising to see them and no sisters or admech it's bizarre absolutely sisters bizarre. have been one of those the folks have seen to struggle uh to find mm. that right combination and then i think if you do if you do bring the right combination it's like the wrong tournament uh yes you know so if you're building a shooting list things i'll shoot them if you're building a fighting list things i'll fight them mm. uh it's it's tough to find i think you know and it's it's very interesting yeah, in addition, I feel like more than a bunch of other armies, uh, sisters live and die on which five missions out of the out of the, the is it twelve we've got in the GT pack or is it ten in the GT pack? Is it Whichever, nine? no, ten, nine, whatever. Nine. It's more no. than five. And it's more a, than five. <laughs> it's more than five, and they live and die by which kind of subset they get. If there's a bunch of six objective missions, they will do worse. If it's a bunch of fives, they'll do a little better. Um, and it, just everything in between. They and they struggle a lot with the hold twos. I've found because they don't like taking a bunch of obsec. Usually, it's three by five battle sisters as all their obsec, and then you can kind of give it out in bits and pieces um, from a dogmata. Um, and so they can struggle on some of the hold twos on some of the the. Um, on some of the six objective missions as well, especially against some of the, the more powerful armies out there that really don't have much trouble with toughness three bodies. Objective secured is a crutch. <laughs> I a crutch. agree. I agree. It's fair. It's fair. Nobody should take um, objective secure. That's right. It should be eradicated from the game. Let's get rid of it. <laughs> uh, jumping down to the top players in attendance. Here's a name that we haven't called out on this show in quite a while. And many people on the show who've joined us maybe through the middle of 8th edition or 9th edition. This is a gentleman who used to win who or has won just about everything at some point. This is Andrew Gagne. Mm -hmm. um, he's playing Tau. He's playing a Bork and Patrol, Super Heavy Auxiliary, and a Spearhead. So as in he's spending a bunch of his CP up front for the privilege of a bunch of extra tools. Um, starts off with a, an Enforcer Commander with two Marker Drones. 10, tr 10 Crute, uh, 3 Crisis Suits with 3 Gun Drones, 3 Crisis Suits with 2 Gun Drones and a Shield, 4 Crute Hounds, a Storm Surge in the Super Heavy Auxiliary, then into the Spearhead as a Crisis Commander with 2 Marker Drones, 3 Hammerheads, and 3 Sky Rays. This is a wow. very unique list in the lexicon of the Tau uh, archetypes. What do you guys I think? I want to point out two stories of commitment and, and non-committed uh, commitment in this list. We only yep. have one storm surge. Come on, you yes. know. But then <laughs> yep, three yep. sky rays and three hammerheads. You know, so it's crazy. It could easily be one of each of one one hammerhead, one sky ray, three storm surges. You know. Um, yeah. But he's gone for these. I. I mean, this only makes sense as Borkan for those who don't know. Um, mm. Borkan. It's a Borkan. A Borkan um, is the one that turns off invulns with their strat. Right. It's the strat that's thick in an Oregon bond, Yeah. And so you already have three hammerheads that ignore invulns, and then you have that juicy, juicy storm surge that can do it for the the price point of a couple of CP. And so all of a sudden, you're teched really well into Crusher Stampede, Custodes, 
and Harlequins. The three of the best. Literally, the top lists yeah. all rely on army wide four pinvons that you now ignore with your biggest guns. And this list only needs one turn to go right. Uh, yeah. So exactly, you know, dude, you spot on. Yeah, very well yeah. said. I I don't get the sky race. Could somebody explain to me why he's got three sky race? Because I I don't get that. I don't know why they're good. If they're good, <laughs> they they definitely have play. But would, nobody can tell me why they've got play. I, yeah. <laughs> so they get the they do get the like the pretty heavy one shot missiles, right? Is, mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it's three d three per shot or something like that it's like it does a, i think it does a ton of 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 really good burst damage so i th- i really think that this list is trying to <clears throat> win the game in two turns it yeah, has a just, lot of a good a big thing killing elite killing which a lot mm. of the top armies are right now and i think even with like because he has he still has a crisis in there too so even the few horde-ish armies that he might run into he still has more than enough Guns that are going to kill anything yeah. that's on the ground anyway. Uh, it's Chat's just, helped it's, it's me big... out. One plus D three shots. Yeah, thank you yeah. for that. Yeah. I've just had, I've just had a look at it now. Uh, range range seventy two heavy D three plus one strength nine minus three two D three damage. Uh, that looks like a good void weaver killing. Yeah, um, that is perfect. Uh, yeah, and you you can spend CP to shoot out a line of sight. In addition, it can pack some more SMS as well. So mm-hmm. maybe it's just like a toughness seven chassis. It's got 14 wounds, which is a lot. Um, just, a, just a toughness seven chassis that'll, that'll uh, you know, you every, also... every turn he'll pop one out and try and dunk. And the other two probably sit back and just shoot SMS. Th- those mm-hmm. are on fat profiles too. If I had to guess, there's a lot of uh, blocking, charge blocking on the storm surge to let nothing get to it. That's true. Um, yeah, that's a good point. You yeah. know, I really, I, th- I think this is more a strategy of, of how to protect a section of the board with some mm. of these with some of these bodies, like using the physics of the game. And Ganyo is, is is a very capable player, and I have to believe that that tactic is on it on his mind. Yeah, I I agree. Actually, I really like this list. I hope it does very well for him because I'm excited to just see some new tail archetypes that aren't just min maxing crisis teams, um, or you know, and or broadsides. So I think this is a cool list, and I hope it does well. Over to our next one. We have one of the finalists from the most recent LVO, Matt Laura, who switched over from Custodes to playing Eldar, which I think he I think he told me he was going to be doing that as soon as that book came out. So he's uh, kept true to his word. Now, I'll say straight up, I love this list. I love this list because this is everything me as a little boy wanted to run when I thought about an Eldar list. This is Craftwood Elder, is Ulthway, a double patrol. Eldrad, Aphasia, two times five Rangers, ten Dire Avengers, five Fire Dragons, a Warlock Skyrunner, two times six Warp Spiders, two Wave Serpents. Into the next patrol. Baharoth, five Rangers, five Howling Banshees, five Striking Scorpions, three Shining Spears, ten Swooping Hawks. He has just taken one of everything with the exception of two units of Warp Spiders. This is just, uh, this just makes me happy. It's happy that I'm just happy this is a good list. Yeah, it's got everything. Eldrad, I hate to say it, but he's he really is almost like an autumn include. You have to really ask yourself, why am I not taking all the way? Yeah. Uh, and then, and then, if and then, when you're taking Eldrad, why am I not taking Eldrad? Yeah. Uh, when when you're building your list now, as coming from a Beltane player, hmm. what are you saying, yeah. Dustin? I'm saying just Baharov is also an auto include, like no matter what you're, no matter oh, what you're it, playing. Oh, so literally, uh, <laughs> Baharov is theming wise, he can fit in everything. Oh yeah, theming wise, yes, that's true. true. Baharoth is the best single model in the game. And I never thought I'd say that as long as Trajan Valoris was 160 points. But Baharoth is better than Trajan. That is a um, big deal. Chat, let him know how, if you agree crazy. with that. Yeah. It's crazy that anything could be better than 160 point Trajan. Like anything. And Baharoth pips him. Like it's not a huge difference, but Baharoth is better. Because 
I want to disagree with you so so badly oh, right now. I, want oh, to. I, I can't, but I want to. <laughs> Look into your heart. You will see that I, I'm right. Oh, you are right. And I, I, I hate that you're right. Uh, I just noticed uh, that Adam's in my house. Yeah, uh, yeah, I've infiltrated. <laughs> Stole your chair too. Uh, well, you know, you got to sit in the you got to sit in the big boy chair when Paul's not around because you know it's a, the big void. Um, but yeah, I really like this list. It's got a bit of it's got a little bit of everything, and I love that about Eldar list at the moment that they're so deep. You can just take like one of every. Uh, so and what a juxtaposition, yeah, because the only like prior to this in in eighth edition, end of eighth edition, most of ninth edition, the only aspect warriors that you see in every list were Reapers, and they're the only aspect warrior that is not in this list. Oh, that's that's an interesting point. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. And, and then the, with the um, the three shining spears, is that enough uh, for this disruption? You know, yeah. Is it, should you know? Could could there be a case for some other aspect warriors in here instead of those? Yeah, I'm, I'm making. Uh, me and I've been talking to people about the shining spears because you're really taking it because essentially your shining spear exarch is like the exarch, an yeah. He's he's a baller. He's an absolute baller. Um, should you just take an exarch if you have a free HQ's choice? Just take an exarch instead because um, you can make him. Well, if you want to spend the CP, on the autark you mean? Stuff. Take an autark. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, apologies. The words are too similar for my feeble brain. But yeah, exactly right. Because some people have been saying that that Exarch has been underperforming because he just explodes as soon as you look at him because you can't bodyguard him, can't can't look at Sir. So I'm like, well, just take a Kili Autark if you've got to say if you've got that problem. Um, but yeah, I still I still really like the list. I think Matt's going to do extremely well. Um, and yeah, jumping down to our last list. So sometimes, like I said, we will pull out two phenomenal <laughs> list things that we really want to talk about and unpack, and then we'll pull out a meme list because it's mad. Now, this is Raymond Ortman. He's playing pure Militarum Tempestus. He has a Lambdom Lions Battalion, and this is just Chad mode 101%. I love it. What does that do? <laughs> uh, the Lambdom Lions is the extra rend. Um, so all these hotshots will go from rent two to rent three. Um, now that's in, in my mind that that rent is a little bit wasted unless you're trying to specifically contend with things like two plus armor save crisis suits from iridiums or custodes, in which case they get a lot of value. Um, but it also they have a uh, it's a, I can't believe it's a relic or a wall of trait. It's got a relic or a wall of trait that gives a or a real ones like a captain's aura and another one that gives a five up invulnerable save aura. And both of those are very key for what we're about to unpack. He has, uh, like I said, a battalion. He's got an Inquisitor, because why not? There's a bunch of very good psychics. Three Tempesta Primes, six units of 10 Scions, two with two two squads have max Melter, two squads have max Plasma, two squads have max Hotshot Volley Guns. Um, then he has four Command Squads, all with Plasma, and four Torox Primes. That's the list. I, I like all actually all that. The Torox has always been almost like a sleeper unit, if you ask me. Torox Prime uh, especially mm-hmm. also. It's... it's... <laughs> If someone showed up with all Taroxes and all Tarox Primes, they'd probably win more games than they lost. This, yeah, I, there have been times where that list would have done extremely well. It was interesting to note that these Torox Primes have missiles and auto cannons, which I thought was a bit. Well, it's not what I would have done, to say it lightly. I actually quite like for the Landon Lions. I don't like the missiles because it's just too many points. I like the Gatling and the auto cannons because it gives you a nice duality. And the auto cannons go to rend two. So there's you know four, two, four shots, strength seven minus two, two damage. I quite like that a lot. But having 20 shots at strength four minus one from the Gatling and then put a Storm Bolter for another four feel, feels good into almost every target. Even when you're shooting tanks, as long as they're not toughness eight, still feels pretty good because you'll get two or three wounds through every time. Um, I guess with the, with the minus one damage uh, on a lot of things, the two damage weapons necessarily start to true. lose a little just to depreciate a bit uh, exactly. That's exactly on the body right. of the tank yeah. um, Dustin you've been a bit quiet how do you feel about this 
I love it because it feels very it's similar to a kind of the style that you have to play with GSC right now in terms of Torch Primes being Goliath and then a bunch of yeah. neophytes and the with shooting guns in there. Like I, I actually love that. It plays a lot better than a lot of people think because mm. it has a lot of obsec and it, it's obsec that's protected that can be protected in boxes. It's obsec that can deep strike because they're scions. It's actually yep. really mobile and does a lot of damage, surprisingly. It, it that's the thing like that's the thing about guard in general people it's like ah oh, you just touch them and they die and or yeah. you just look at them and they die but they still slap their, their damage output they is still very respectable um and it's a bunch of applicable buffs here especially with orders going to an aura um if you're playing if this list plays against crusher stampede just one one jumps one um tempesta jumps down gives the order for full rerolls to wound against monsters and you will just do a lot of work even with the hotshot volley guns you will just do a lot of work oh exactly I, reason... I feel like people going into that will be like ah it's just tempestas i can just rush this yeah. And then they die because you yes, don't you exactly right. Man, th this guy has to know his stuff because there's like less than a hundred wounds on the table, and uh, at the average toughness, three and a half. Yeah, <laughs> they have a five up in vault, Paul. Uh, in one bubble of six inches, they will have a five up in vault. <laughs> no, this this I like the list. I mean, th there's there's lots of uh, uh, method to the madness here. I do appreciate it, uh, but you, you absolutely, if you're taking a list like this, you have to be hyper focused on the scoreboard. You have to. Uh, I don't want to say not be interactive because you've really got to focus and remove pieces, power pieces from your opponent's army. But you absolutely paramount have to be. You, you cannot be careless with the scoreboard. Everything. Yeah that you do has to be focused on how to max about max out what your possible points are that round and in addition to that you need to pick your secondaries absolutely perfectly every game you can't you can't mess up and get a get a five when you need to get a 12 you know but you but i like this right. i like playing with a little bit of uh uncertainty i don't say uncertainty but thrill you know a little yeah when you when you, when you know that you, you've got your work cut out for you in most games i like it all right, time to move on. Well, but, well, let's talk about what's going to take it. So, uh, this is this is a, now with sixteen Tau, mm -hmm. and with with a player like uh, Andrew Gagno playing Tau, I think it's easy to pick that faction. But what do y'all think is going to take so, it? So don't do it. So let's not pick Tau. Uh, we're not yeah. going to pick Tau because that's that's the obvious choice to lean into right now. Is what you're saying is good, which is true. Well, is, six, if you were to look like, at Odds, odd, and yeah. When we know, like, with the information that we have, but mm -hmm. let's 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 think past that. And we're picking look factions deep, now, not look necessarily deep, look deeper. Um, look deeper. Seven nids, I like. I like seeing seven nids. There are some. There's apart from Gonyo's matchup into Crusher. There are a lot of tower lists that don't love playing Crusher, especially Crusher goes first in like Dawn of War. They can get all up in your grill immediately and cause some disruption. So I'm gonna pick nids. Let's do it. I'm going to go with the Suryani. Yeah? Is it because I picked your faction? I got in first. You got in first. Yeah. I'm, I'm going Harlequins. <laughs> I, I think the, the finals will most likely be... Um, I think the tab will be up there because it will be impossible for every army to deal with that that level of uh, shooting aggression they have. Depending on terrain, there's a lot a lot of factors. Are they using player plays terrain? There's mm -hmm. so many things to contribute. Um, uh, so the general... So... Uh, the TO in the chat did mention they're using player placed at this event, which I think yes. it, I look at Ganyo's list on player placed. I'm like, just got so much better. Just got so much better. I yeah. mean, you're going to hide all th either all three hammerheads or all three sky rays turn one every game, um, whichever one you need more. And that's just oof, such a weight off yeah. your back. Um, but yeah, jump in. What, what do we think about the next event, boys? 
Yeah, so let's talk about it. So the next event we're talking about is the Warhound at Game Grid in April Grand Tournament, uh, Lehigh, Utah, also here in the U.S. Uh, still uh, burrito day. <laughs> 51 <laughs> players. <laughs> uh, six round event. So um, it's an interesting thing to note that this has got 51 players and is still six rounds. As in, th- if you're going to go undefeated, you have to go through a couple of different contenders before you get to, you get to go at the end. Because um, it actually goes 50 to 25-ish to you know thir- 13 or 12 to et cetera, et cetera. It's going to be a couple uh, of rounds. Like the, the winner could have taken a loss in this event. I like this six-round format. I mean, it's going to be one, the second day is probably going to feel a little bit longer. But, you know, let's remember that, you know, for, for some folks these are the six games they're going to get this month or maybe even this quarter. Yeah. So uh, I like it that they've extended that, uh, you know, one of those things, obviously paying attention to what their, their local meta is and what their players want. So, mm. you know, shout out to, you know, game grid. Uh, what are we going to see there, Dustin? Well, let's, let's go over the quick and dirty stats here then with this, uh, another burrito day tournament. <laughs> well, today, this is Thursday. This is burrito day. I don't know what it is on Saturday. So. Well, okay, well, we're, we're, well, maybe it's still burrito day. Maybe it's burrito week, right? Burrito yeah. weekend. I, I, hey, if there was a burrito day during the week of a tournament, I would make that burrito weekend. That that's, Everybody's got to eat burrito. Actually, no, that's a bad idea. Nobody do that, please. That Nobody do that. Terrible day two, idea. Day two of that tournament. Burritos. Day two of that tournament would be hellish for everybody involved. So the Imperial Superfaction, there is one Imperium, which is Admech in Imperial Night this time. That's a kind of a callback there. Five Custodes, two Admech, three Astro Militarum, one Grey Knight, and two Imperial Knights. The Space Breed Superfaction, there's one Dark Angel, four Space Wolves, two Black Templar, one Iron Hands. Chaos Superfaction, there's one Chaos Soup, one Chaos Space Breed, two T-Suns, one Death Guard. Xeno Superfaction, there's two Necrons, five Orcs, two Tau. Hive Mind Superfaction, two Tyranids, that's it. The Eldari Superfaction, one Eldari, two Drakari, two Harlequins, four Asuriani. This is a fantastic spread. Mm-hmm. Wow. Great. The faction podium there is Custodes and Orcs. At the top of five, then Asuriani and Space Wolves with four. Now, what year and then is Astra it? Freaking Militarum in third. That is phenomenal. This this is be this is going to be an amazing tournament as long as everybody doesn't eat burritos all of the while. <laughs> um, but yeah, this the spread on this tournament is incredible. I want to play in this tournament. Why? This is amazing. I I I'm so I want to know why people are playing guard again. I've, I cannot, there is, yeah, no what's going meta, on? there is no meta reason to play guard. In fact, there's every meta reason not to play guard at the moment. And yet there's guard, 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 like I'm making podiums again. Last week was the same. We had more guard than we'd seen previously. Like, and just what the crap is going on? Because Harlequins are everywhere and everybody's like, oh, I hate hitting on fours. And Astro Militarum players are like, you know what? I'm used to it. Let's go. <laughs> Whatever, yeah. bro. Let me, let me, give, me some, <laughs> give me some D four pluses on my number of <laughs> yeah. shots. And it's, yeah. That's fine. Everything. This is fine. Like, this is <laughs> fine. Funny as hell. Um, what are you guys complaining about? But yeah, this spread is incredible. I I, I love seeing this. Um, yeah, it's got everything. Four space wolves as well. I mean, what the four why? space wolves? Uh, why space? Wolves? We've been telling. We've been seeing it. Talking about space wolves. Space wolves have a lot of tricks. They get a lot of things that help them move across the table. And once they get there, they really do tear you up. So uh, it's it's not uh, you know. And we've seen them do really well in every tournament we've we've seen a uh, uh, players attend with with Space Wolves on mass. But let's talk about some of the players we have highlighted. We got uh, Mr. Rich Kilton here in attendance. Uh, always fun to see at events. 
fun to see what he comes up with list wise i don't think this is going to be any exception um yeah the kill tank himself richard kilton the old the old war boss as uh some people like to call him um he is playing orcs of course he doesn't play anything else as far as i know he's playing a death skulls battalion slash patrol so death skulls is, is, is a bit uh by the wayside as far as orcs are concerned usually we see um either goths or evil sons sometimes freeboot is still if you're going to go for that um speed freaks list you can divide that either by um evil sons or freebooters but usually we're seeing goths more more often than not he starts off with a big mech in uh mega armor war boss a weird boy two times ten beast snagger boys ten truck boys two times five mega knobs six six five storm boys a battle wagon two single mech guns two trucks and then another war boss in his next patrol um 10 boys, 2 to 5 commandos, and 1 rocket truck with nitro squigs. I actually really like this list. Um, All the first, uh, I can't remember. If I, have to, if I have to guess, it'd be Mega Cannons, because that's like the, easily, cannons, the best, yeah. easily the best one. Um, but this is just... I've, I've been expecting to see this list for a while, and we kind of got it for a small time. Um, prior to LVO, there was an Orc list that we saw, because there was a cup, there was a there was an all there was an all aggro Orc list, and then there was the Freebooters Orc list, the, the, the Speed Freaks, and then there was kind of this tweener MSU build. And I think this is almost its final form. There is so much quick MSU obsec in this army that can still slap, because it's Orcs, that I think this is just a good list all the time. Uh, when you say there was the time uh, that you kind of thought this was going to come about, like, is that it just because there's so much objective secured and the fact that they're fast moving? Like there's uh, most things in here, either have a transport or they can move 12 or something like that. Like what, uh, what's attracting you to it? Um, so it's the, so you've got two units of training commandos. You've got uh, six, six, five storm boys to make sure you get rod every game. Um, in addition to having two units of mega norms, which are probably the best thing in the book at the moment, having a battle wagon to sling them around or trucks. If you want to break them up, um, it's got flexibility. It's got a bit, of, it's got the, the right amount of aggression while still having the scoring ability that I really like to see orc lists take. Um, it seems to me to just be, an orc list built to go and get points like it's just built to get a good score and then slaps by default because it's still just orcs um so i, I love it also to furthermore death skulls have the five plus feel no pain against mortals and mortal wounds are only on the rise in the game so i think people should revisit their death skulls list and have another look on the rise i don't know what you're talking about here it is <laughs> yeah, never heard, never heard of him <laughs> You bring well, up a dude, good point, though, with, with hmm. uh, the ability to get the uh, uh, the R and D, uh, the the Notman data, pretty much consistently every single turn. Hmm. Uh, so, going to be putting up points, giving no relief to your opponent in every single yeah. game w with the unit choices. Yeah, I really like this list. There's a couple of things in here that I'm I'm not 100% on, but Rich knows his stuff. He's definitely better than me, and he's got his finger on the pulse. Things like the Weird Boy, uh, I'm not quite sure what the what the plan is there, but is, is it just for, is it just for to jump? Um, the jump. Yeah, yeah. Like, is that really a question? Come on. Yeah, I mean, but you know, what what is the jump doing for you these days? You know, it has, it has done you. nothing for me lately. Um, but <laughs> anyway, it's, it's, it's in the name. I yeah, but you know, it's you can't to jump and do many actions. You just got to be the jumping and going for a, you need a to charge. jump and, and and crump stuff. That's the whole point of the jump. Jump, jump and crump. you to jump the jump mech guns crump. into line of sight. Uh, it's true. I don't I've think seen people can. do that. I've, yeah. Yeah, you can, I think you can. I think you can just jump. Really? Unless they've changed like it to infantry. Maybe they've changed it to infantry in, in the last. It's just core infantry. I, saw, I was, in, I was in just saying something silly. In the previous, I, I mean, it made sense. It was a good you strategy. Just, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it would definitely be a good strategy. Um, 
All right, so going into the next gentleman who's so we had four, we had four spaceful players. So I needed to look and see why and what was the spaceful players doing. Uh, this is Josh Greenman's Greensman's list. Uh, this is a great example of Marines being between a rock and a hard place. What do you do when you're playing Marines at the moment? Turns yep. out you just bring stuff. You bring as much stuff as you can. That's good for the points. He's got space tool successes, which is born heroes and whirlwinds of rage. He's got a single battalion. He's got a captain on black. He's got Primrose Chappie on black. Five units of five blood claws. Two units of five wolf guard with jump packs. Two, three units of five wolf guard terminators, and three units of five sky claws. So I heard he you is, like MSU, bruh. He is MSU'd at the. The Terminators are an interesting choice. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Terminated, the Terminators are a very, very good choice. So yeah, there's two units of Wolfguard with uh, jump packs and then three units of Wolfguard Termies. Um, all the, all, pretty much all of them have Lightning Claws and Storm Shields, which I don't personally think is the best way to kind of go with, uh, without getting rerolls against Custodes and things. But hey, he must know his meta because there's not that many Custodes. There's like only 10%. And usually they're sitting oh, That's all around. great into Orcs. He's obviously oh, planning on, on uh, facing Kilton in the last round. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Exactly right. Um, do you guys know um, the light um, Sidath? Um, does that work in combat? What do you mean the light Sidath? As in you only hit on fours. That's You have to be outside of 12. Outside of 12, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it doesn't work in combat, yeah. yeah. Because I was looking at um, the Space Wolves kind of successor build where you get all the exploding sixes and stuff, and it just means if you make combat with things like Void Weavers, you just kill them. Even, even five, even five um, Blood Claws will just... Double exploding sixes will just pop Void Weavers. They will just get enough oomph through. Um, so yeah, I... I Look, I'm not going to tell you to, if you're a Marine player to go and play Space Wolf Successes, but there are a lot worse choices um, to be doing yeah. it. And if you're just playing a crazy MSU build, which is what this gentleman is doing, even if you lose, you're going to get a good score. <laughs> uh, KR Quinn says this list just dies to Custodes. That's uh, that's what uh, that's that's bold. It's true. It's true. Uh, but that is that is this the kind of journey for most Marine players at the moment. There is yeah, this golden I mean... there is this golden ceiling kind of just holding you down. What is the strategy there, though? If you come up against something, you feel like you're outlist. What do you do with, let's say, you you've brought a knife to a gunfight. You've bought a you've brought a lightning claw, uh, to an arc weapon fight. For me, it's only if only give his good shooting options, blood claws to to fight, and every single one of your storm shields stays in in cover because the shooting on custodians does not dig storm shields out of cover very well. It's all around one, or even if they've got a Caladius, you're still going to get the four up in Vaughn or do, do whatever you want there. Having a zero up save on a couple of dudes on Termies in cover means you're actually just very good at holding backfield objectives. They don't have shooting weapons on these guys; they're all lightning claws and storm shields. Just means you just just try and exist. Just try and exist and just get a good scoreboard. There, unfortunately, you're just never going to win the primary versus custodes playing MSU Marines because they, their three guys count as six. Your five guys count as five. There is a disparity there that you will not win the exchange rate on. So what you've got to do is you've got to pick your secondaries perfect and make sure you max the crap out of them. Um, yeah, I think Austin, you can you arrange some situations too to where they aren't able to bring more than one unit or a unit they've split, you know, maybe not, sometimes even one model into combat. So... If you're using the rules for terrain, you know, make sure you're, you're trying to maximize mm. that and make it more difficult for them. Use your use your movement. Yeah, uh, and literally yeah, custodes are why I, I, I'm snapping off on my lighting claws. I just don't do a damn thing into custodies. But Dustin, what are your thoughts on that? There are two ways to play a list that you're, when you're, when you know you're outlisted, it's either you try to get an early lead on all the points and hope that your opponent won't be able to take you off the objectives or 
get back the points that you've already gained that advantage on. This is not what Alyssa does that one. This is this one does the second option better. This one is you play conservative, use your resources better than your opponent. And I'm assuming you'll have like uh, Armor of Rust in there, the one that makes uh, like quite fight last. Fight last, yeah. So Helm of Rust, Armor of Rust. Helm of, like sorry, what, Helm of Rust, whatever it's, the one that makes It's one of those last. things. It's one of those yeah. things. I know it's in there. And Wolf Freeze Carl isn't here to tell me exactly what it is. So, <laughs> and whether there's four space wolves, what the heck? Uh, but things like that are what make MSU builds like this work because you can combine combine arms, all your different little MSU units. If they're not fighting you until all your guys fight, it means if you keep yourself in a position to get at least double your primary, like you're not going to get the 12. That's, that's just what it is. But you can use your resources better to gain the advantage later game. So make sure you get, because the, they have to commit to you to stop you from getting your points if they want to actually get an advantage later on. And you can use your resources better to make sure that you cut that cut theirs down while, without losing too many of yours. And you'll still have more than them to get your points in a later game. And I think so this there's is a, can do that. There's a concept or a, a buzz, new buzzword being thrown around in 40k that really has not really been a thing up until ninth edition. It's called tempo. Um, tempo. Trying to out-tempo your, your opponent. As yeah. in, and that's exactly, at least it's exactly what Dustin said, as resource management. Managing your resources better than your opponent, thereby controlling the tempo and, and ebb and flow of the scoreboard, which is what you want to have control over. You can lose control of the game, the matchup, the the social mm -hmm. discourse if you control the scoreboard you control the game so exactly. th you control the end result and so by managing the, the tempo as in like managing the interplay between stranglehold uh, they i'm going to get stranglehold four turns i'm going to make sure they get three yep. turns um they're going to get three on rod well i'm going to make sure they don't get four on rod um the, things like that just manage that tempo of the exchange and that's this is a good this is a, a great list for doing that like you said yeah it's 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 a game of resource management. That's what 40k is at, at its heart, right? It's it's about a lot of resource management. And something that a lot of people ask me about too, because they, they see the list that I run. I run triple patrol a lot of the time, or two patrol and an auxiliary to have my three characters. But it's people are like, oh well, but you lose you lose your two CP. Don't don't you find you need that CP? It's like if you're losing games because you didn't have two more CP, you're not using your CP right. Resource management, boys. Thus, savage, savage. Right, come on. Uh, I like that. Last list, uh, and in, in, in fashion, it's a, it's a bit of a meme, this one. And I am a fan, because he's just going to win games. Like, people talk about the guy, that one guy at the tournament who takes a single Warhand Titan. This is the equivalent, but it's actually good. So this gentleman's name is Matt Evans. He's playing Tyranids, High Fleet Leviathan, Crusher Stampede, of course. He's got a Battalion and a Super Heavy Auxiliary. Now, when people hear that, they're like, ah, oh, Trogdor's rocking up. Or what's it called? The, um, what's the Flappy Flybird? What's the Dragon? Heridian? Uh, they think Heridian, but it's not. Heridian, not uh, Heridian. Come on. Whatever. Um, <laughs> we just said a, it. <laughs> he's got a Hive Tyrant, a Neurothrope. He's got the Swarm Lord, three by three Warriors, five Venom Thropes for some reason, um, a single Khan Effects, a single Tyran Effects, and a Hierophant. Or Hierophant? Hierophant. What do, what do, what do, you, what do you want, Dustin? Hier Hierophant. Hierophant? Hierophant? Hier Whatever. Okay. Well, tomato, tomato. I don't, I don't give a crap. Big spider, <laughs> big spider crab boy. Um, and this guy is a savage. For those who don't know this data sheet, it is crazy. 850 points of possibly the sleeper super heavy in the game. Um, Web skill, bliss skill, three plus. Strength and toughness, eight. 34 wounds, six attacks, two plus armor save. But here's the thing. Yeah, it does all this crazy shooting, all the DACA. It's got a nice flamer. Shoots, shoots strength 10 minus three, three damage guns really good in combat there's one keyword that it has and i cannot explain to you why it has the fly keyword but it does and it's the thing that makes this thing work it jumps it's one of those jumping, jumping uh, cave yeah. cricket things it leaps 
it it's means exactly that it can, Giant swarm lord, it, it can swarm lord itself very well and actually gets to engage with terrain because it's too such a big footprint that if you just like deployed a ruin in front of it it could like almost never get over it around it with the 10 inch move because it's so long it is a long spidery boy um dustin this is your wheelhouse give us the 411 well i want to go on record saying i love this list for one thing and i love the hero fan but i find it very hard to use a hero fan especially if you're playing like player plays terrain your opponent can play their terrain so your hero fan will never get into their yeah. their table it is i don't think people realize how big this thing is it, it is, is it is massive like absolutely massive and i love it and if it could interact with terrain the fact that it has fly makes it actually playable like in a list like this it means you can actually yeah. use it because if it didn't it it wouldn't do anything and it would be very sad they used this is the this is also the thing that used to be like two thousand points remember it used to be it an did. army it, it was really an army. did um, it used to spawn warriors as well, or am I thinking about something else? No, that's a transport, capa- that's a transport, transport capacity, capacity yeah. yeah, of 20. Um, I'm thinking of the Hive Queen or whatever it is um, in, in Titanicus, but it's got a 5 plus invulnerable save, like I said, t- uh, 2 plus save, 34 wounds. Um, but you can give it a 4 plus invulnerable save because of uh, Leviathan and, and, yep. and Crush Stampede. It's a minus 1 damage. It can essentially overcharge itself like Dark Technomancer. It takes D3 mortal wounds and gets plus 1 to wound on all its guns. Its Flamer is uh, Assault 2d6, range 12 strength 7 minus 3 1 damage um it's got it's got two bio, bio cannons yeah so it's got 16 shots at strength 10 minus 3 3 that can have plus 1 to wound it this it's a it's a really well-rounded like it feels like a castellan from range it slaps like a gallant or like a full death star in combat it's actually really good the only issue is can you play it in dawn of war can you can you use it turn one in dawn of war questions to rulings um, no the answer it, is, it, it. The answer is generally no, because it's actually longer than ten inches long. I think it's longer than ten inches long. If it's, it's oh, wow. if, if it's actually if it's actually modeled like the way the, the the real model, I think is like twelve by twelve. I think is the actual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, because it's got it's yeah yeah it's it's a huge footprint as well. Um, it's got a bunch of designer notes on it telling you how to play it because it doesn't have a base. Because if you had to put yeah. a base on it, it would be like a whole table quarter, <laughs> and that would just get really. Obnoxious. It's one of the, it's one of the uh, tiles. Yeah, the... yeah. Just, yeah. Just pick it up on the tile. Just it's in, it's, yeah, now yeah. it's this quarter. <laughs> now it's this quarter. Yeah, it's 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 quite an amazing thing. I hope Matt has a lot of fun. It's with fantastic. It. It'll, I, I would love to see that on a table. That's that's amazing. It just looks, it's the coolest looking thing ever. When just, oh, we got some yeah, picks in the chat for, for Matt to take the whole tournament. Do you guys got a pick? Oh, I'm going with him. St- yep. Stuff it. Hey, he, he's, he's brought the hero him, man. He's hero. Uh, look, I, I'm going out on a limb more, a little, little more of a riskier pick. I'm saying this is the Black Templar's time to shine. Uh, yeah. With only, love with, it. yeah. So, wow. They do really well into uh, squishy troops. Mm hmm. Uh, and so I know they're going to have to fight through the orcs. I know they're going to have to fight through uh, a lot of the other things here. I'm going with Black Templar. I like that pick. I, I hope you're right. It's, it's been a long time between drinks since we've seen uh, Templars kicking it at the top tables. <laughs> I'd like to see it. Uh, any any picks? Any any disputes on that? Oh, no, uh, no. Go, go on the high. We go can't on, we can't go, go against Black Templar. Nah. That's. <laughs> it was a little I'm, it was a little random i'm not gonna lie but i like your reasoning for it I'm i am i'm going for the spider crab 
I'm going I'm the hard for the spider crab. I Let's spider do crab. it. Well, let, let's take a quick uh, quick break for a word from our sponsor. Then we'll come back and we'll talk about the Coventry, uh, Coventry Team Tournament in England. At Frontline Gaming, we make the best tabletop gaming mats in the universe. Our mats are durable, rollable, foldable, wipeable, and storable. Oh, and they look damn great, too. Join the thousands of tournament regulars and garage gamers who use our mats to bring their gaming surfaces to life. To ensure quality, Frontline Gaming mats are custom-made one at a time. Printed with high-quality ink, our immersive designs stay crisp and are available in a wide range of styles and sizes. So whether you're playing a war game or skirmish game, whether you're fighting over an alien tundra, fantastical forest, or real-world setting, there's a great-looking battlefield for you. Our gaming mats are printed on extremely durable neoprene backing, so they won't slide around the table, and they're thick enough to stay flat, protecting what's underneath and allowing for slight uneven surfaces. We know from experience that an easily portable gaming surface is just better. Every mat comes with a sturdy nylon zip-up bag for storage and transportation. Whether your next battle is in your home or at the local game store, you'll be able to unroll your FLG mat and get gaming right away. Our products are all made and tested by passionate gamers at Frontline Gaming HQ right here in the USA. It's time to take your battlefield to a new level. Frontline Gaming, champions of tabletop. And we are back. Please check out the sponsors. You saw how sweet that uh, table and the mat were. So, you know you want to get one. Some fine products. You know you want it. So, we're going to talk about the Coventry Team Tournament uh, in Coventry, England, which I understand is uh, 475 miles away from um, London? Paris. Paris. Par- Paris. 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 Oh, well, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, joy tune in next week for more pointless statistics and <laughs> but how 130 players uh 26 okay. teams uh i think they, they're doing a, a teams of five it's a six round event uh <laughs> so uh when we go down the fa- well maybe before we go down the factions adam can you tell us about how the teams are constructed I'm pretty sure this is along WTC guidelines, so each faction can only be taken once, and there should be multiple different densities of table. I'm not sure if these are in the WTC uh, terrain layouts, but there should be variants of light, medium, and dense or, or heavy tables for you to be matched upon. So there's some gradient of uh, matchmaking there. So you know, if you match up in a, a very negative um you know, so we traditionally call it a red matchup, as in you're not expected to win, you're expected to get stomped. You can mitigate that by playing on a disadvantaged table for your opponent. Like if they're a Tau, they're Tau playing against Marines. Tau's got no chance of just not ruffle stomping all over the Marines. So the Marines pick a dense table and hope just they to sit back and get some points. And so you got some interplay there. Um, I have uh, another pointless stat to introduce. Oh, okay, here we go. To the Play squad it. here. Coventry is 403 miles away from Paris. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yikes. Uh, I almost nailed it. That was... That was... Oh, wait, so, wait, you didn't, wait, you didn't actually look it up before? Yes. I no, assumed... I just looked it up while you were t- while you're in the description. What the, what the crap? You, were, you almost... We thought, yeah, you, we thought you were it. just... We thought you actually looked it up when you said yeah. that. You, you were just... 
pulling it out of your butt and okay wow you that's impressive paul that, yeah well that's done pretty good. well done all right that was... hey, we're gonna have we'll make that into a segment paul peaks yeah. distance yeah <laughs> <laughs> paul i know no one needed to like know it. that but i thought I, I was actually trying to be ridiculous turns out we we're pretty close so it's uh, yeah, you know, which is actually, actually like the theme for most of the shows that's true. Yeah, you played. You were yourself. probably more accurate than Google Maps is a lot of the time. So that was actually pretty impressive. <laughs> uh, well, let's run down what we're going to see here. All right. So again, with twenty-six teams, that means you can only ever see at most twenty-six of any faction of itself, anything. Right? Yeah, of anything. So anything close to twenty-six means that's almost every team's bringing it. Anything above fifteen? Well, anything yeah. above twelve or, or uh, thirteen, as in more than half the mm. the teams, is a lot. Is a lot. Yeah. Exactly. So Imperial Super Faction, there are four Imperium, three Sisters, 18 Custodes. That's no real surprise. That means almost every single team aside from eight have mm -hmm. taken Custodes. Zero Admech. Zero Admech. Mm -hmm. I think that's a misstep, especially in a team tournament. I really, yeah. really think that's a... Oh. I'm just kind of feeling like Admech it, plays like Hensteath. Just, just, well, there's, none, there's none around. Admech, Admech is a good a good team army to have but when it's only teams of five it's hard to fit an admech team yeah admech good point yeah and and, and yeah teams i feel eight, like absolutely i feel like admech's the best faction no one's playing yeah that's that, yeah. well in this in this event yes absolutely this week as well <laughs> past past week probably next that's week that's true you know that's true yeah. Uh, four astromilitaire. There's more astromilitaire in the admech. Oh my what god okay i well, everything i just said i i uh, yeah okay uh, foot in mouth Five Great Knights, six Imperial Knights, which are a good team event. Uh, Amazing, army, yeah. Not. Uh, Space Marine Superfaction, two Dark Angels, two Space Wolves, two Blood Angels, one Salamander, two Raven Guard, one Imperial Fist, and one Iron Hand. So 11 of the teams have brought a Space Marine. Not not too surprising. It's it's a well-rounded army that everybody mm. owns, basically. Chaos Superfaction, there are two Chaos Soup, two Chaos Space Marines, five T-Suns, three Death Guard, three Demons, three Renegade Knights. It's a good spread of chaos in here. Mm-hmm. Xenos Perfection, there are nine Necrons, which doesn't surprise me, actually. Necrons have a really good team event army. Like, they're really good at team event. 100% agree. Yeah. Uh, eight Orcs, 14 Tau. Once again, it's just one of the top armies. You bring it. And uh, Hive Mind Superfaction, you're going to see another one here. Two Hive Mind, nine Tyranids. Mm -hmm. I bet most of them, if not all of them, are Crusher. Just about all of them. I looked at a couple. Yeah. Uh, then three GSC. Those are my boys. I like the GSC I actually really like to see for, for the team events. In the Eldari Superfection, there are three Eldari, seven Drakari, eight Harlequins, and four Asuriani. So again, because uh, Eldari and Harlequins take up the same codex, it means 11, 15 of those. Yeah. 15 from people the one have book. taken. Yeah, mm. yeah, one book. The Drakari is still separate, I'm assuming, for this event too. That's what the general consensus is right now. It's like 60% of the teams. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah. Which, Again, makes sense. So the faction podium there is Custodes, 18. There's uh, there's that cliff. And then Tau. So basically most most teams Custodes, Tau, and then Tyranids and or Necrons with nine in, the, in third. I think Tau is is, uh, is in a response to all the Harlequins <clears throat> being being a thing. Uh, it's well, I, Really? Mm. The Borkon Tau, I can see being a response yeah. for sure. Hundred uh, percent. I th well, I'm just going to say it. I think Tau is the best teams list in the game. Is the best teams faction in the game, because um, as soon as you can not let like, because as soon as you have the power to not put Tau into Harlequins, essentially they're going to get you a massive score. They're just going to get you a fat, big old fat score. Especially if you put them up. 
like because what the way pairings go there's a call the if you're if you're the, if you get put up to be paired as in I, I i place myself up and then my opponent gives me two options of lists the one that gets put up gets to pick the table so literally tau can just go and pick the light table and if they go first they can beat anybody as long as it's not harlequins they can pretty much beat anybody in the game going first especially on dawn of war and so they always have that x factor you see a lot of people taking uh knights and you know some people skewing things like astromil timeless with a bunch of um, shadow swords for the same effect you chuck them up make it and if they go first on the light table versus anybody they've always got a chance um and so that really alters how your opponent can score uh oh sorry and, and pair but one of the things i want to draw attention to is the kind of internal metagame of the defensive lists in this in this current environment so traditionally it's t-suns uh dark angels um death guard necrons and a couple of other bits and pieces that people take as the defensive i will not die and i will not give my opponent a big score and we've seen that fluctuate in which one was best team event by team event for the last couple it's been almost unanimously Dark Angels. Dark Angels was the, the best version of that. Take as many terminators as you can, chuck them on objectives, you're never going to get a huge loss. Even You're probably going to win a bunch as well. And now it's Necrons being taken as the predominant defensive faction, mm-hmm. uh, eclipsing Death Guard, eclipsing um, T-Suns as well. In fact, eclipsing all of the other three combined. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and no argument. Necrons have definitely it, been on the rise. Yeah, they have been. They they with all their buffs and changes that they've gotten recently, it, it's not just the, the difference with Necrons between like uh, Death Guard and uh, Dark Angels though is that Necrons have that defensive play, but they can pivot to offensive yeah. play uh, at the drop of a hat. So they can actually turn it on their head when if they get an opportunity to, and that makes Necrons better in that matchup because it means if your coach comes over to you and tells you, "Hey, we need you to push for points," Necrons is like, "Sure, no problem." Yeah. Dark Angel is like, okay, well, I hope my advanced rolls are good the next two turns because I got to get <laughs> Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly right. Because, yeah, they don't have the, they have, have no ability to pivot. Yeah. Or you can only be defensive. Exactly. Death Guard's quite similar. T-Suns is a little bit better. Like with Cult of Duplicity, bit, yeah. you, can, you get a bit more flexibility, plus with the, the double move, etc. But the other big statement is Crusher Stampede, I think, is the best team's list in the game. As in, as soon as you take Crusher and you don't put it into Borkan Tower, you don't put it into Harlequins or some custodies list, most custodies list, you're okay. You, you, they're just going to ruffle stomp. You see, you see. Um, remember what I said before? You see people taking knights in a lot of in a lot of archetypes. You see people taking probably even triple storm surges in this meta. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like Crusher is the Tri- triple storm surge ver- is a got is got to be a high team contender. Oh. It's yeah. a it's a juggernaut list, man. It's yeah. so scary. Um, I feel like Crusher is the best the best version of that kind of list in the meta at the moment, where it's just like just keep it away from its its boogeyman and it just stomps. It just freaking stomps, and it's a big cog in the works. If you don't have if you only have like one list of your fives, that's good into Crusher. The opponent just has so much agency in pairings. Yep. Just like, yeah, cool. I'm just going to hold up the Crusher list so you can't use your best list into Crusher. That's that's also good into these ones. And I'm going to get these ones into really good pairings mm-hmm. whilst I wave the Crusher Stampede list in your face. Yeah, the Crusher Stampede, I agree, is probably the best team list right now. It is I, because yeah. of exactly what you're saying. It is you have to be ready to pair. You have to have two lists ready to pair into it. And you can still mm-hmm. avoid those two. Exactly. And you have this duality on Crusher Stampede as well. It has no right to be good at scoring primary points. It has zero (laughs) right to be. And it's really good at the primary. If you need to play Crusher and play defensively, you can. Mm -hmm. It it looks like a fully offensive list, but you could just be like, I'm just going to put a bunch of toughness eight like, you know, 12, 14, 16 wound things, 18 wound things on objectives and like, see this clock? You ain't got enough time to smash me. I'm just going to... Good luck. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of clock, 
let's be mindful of it. Let's talk about some of the teams we're going to see here. Now we got we got a couple things we want to call out. <laughs> exactly right. So I just pulled up. Uh, firstly, I pulled up uh, one team that I thought was the best team in attendance. That that's Team England. That's like five of the the national team players for Team England. So of course I wanted to see what they were doing. But then I just pulled out another team that I like the look of. So t- uh, they're Cambridge Crusaders, and hey, I thought they had a. That's where I live. Yeah, it's, 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 it yeah. is just not London. Just not London, yeah. Good old, good old colonial Brits just naming everything after <laughs> the same crap that they have back home. Um, I'm sure Cambridge is lovely though. Uh, well, yeah. wow, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, so this lineup has has Tau, Dark Angels, Custodes, Orcs, and Necron. So I looked at those five factions and I was like, well, that just seems like a very good lineup for five lists. And I wanted to unpack what they had. First up, we have uh, Alex Ayers, uh, Ayers, whatever. Uh, he's got playing a far side allied uh, double patrol. He's got two units of five uh, crisis suits, two units of two bodyguards, three broadsides, and MSU bits and pieces. Uh, this is the format you can expect from us when we do team breakdown. We ain't got the kind of time to, to type out this. Nobody got stuff. that time. No, I'm just trying to give you the archetype. The archetype here is kind of a mid-max of bodyguards, one unit of broadsides, and then MSU with uh, crude hounds, crude, and some stealth suits. Then we have Kieran Pinney. Uh, he's playing exactly what you'd expect from a Dark Angels of Vanguard. It's all termies all the time, and exactly what we thought. It's just going to deploy and just try not to lose. Um, Mehmet Gul comes in with a Custodius list. This is Empress Chosen Battalion. Two Achilles uh, Dreadnoughts and three into three Praetors make up this uh, pretty much archetype, the core of the list. Um, then we have Andy Davidson playing Bad Moons Battalion. Um, pretty much MSU good stuff. It's just got a big unit of Def Copters, uh, two medium units of Warbikes, two, two Def Dreads, four Killer Cans, and a Burner Bomber. Um, a little bit to unpack there. I'm not quite sure what um, what reason you'd have to take Bad Moons, but maybe this gentleman knows what's up. And then lastly, to round out this uh, five-list uh, cohort, we have Necrons, and this is why I think Necrons are the bomb diggity uh he's got expansionists and conquerors 60 necron warriors tunes to six score packs and 15 scarabs make up the meat and potatoes of that list and that's a list that is just going to be around for five turns of the game i'm sorry but, that guy's name is james raider jim raider jim raider jim are you kidding Rainer. me that yeah. team's gonna win i hope, there's no, I hope so there's, there's well, no if ands or buts the cambers crusaders they're cambers they have jim raider on the team but they're yeah. just done it's your, it's your boys it's your boys Colin, Colin what do you think right of there. this what do you think of the five archetypes what do you think of this t- this team <clears> makeup i like every one of the orc one confuses me a little bit i like the archetype of the bad moons a little confusing but i like the custodes mm. i like i love the dark angels the tau the necrons and the archetype with the orcs in there i do i do like the uh the dichotomy they have in their in their team i do like it this is the first time I've seen Killicans uh, in a in a list. I mean, that's really it's not no, for nothing. Um, yeah, I'm so sorry. What's his uh, Mark Perry? Mark thank Perry. you, Mark yeah. Perry's been running them. Well, I that's the thing though. I, if I ever see them, they're the archetype. There's three big units of them, or there's yeah. like zero. That's that's this. He's got one media. He's got one one unit. Um, yeah, the only one that seems off. It seems like I don't really get the archetype is bad moons, but that's because I just haven't seen bad moons that often. So there's probably mm. some method in the madness there. Um, but yeah, apart from that, I love every other every one of one of these lists. Well, they're the ones. Really they're good, good at shooting, right? So like, everything yeah. here has some DACA. I mean, it's true. That's true. Like quality shooting. The war bike. The war bikes have the the good. The Death dreads. Probably got a kid out with a bunch of guns, killer cans, have a bunch of guns. It's probably all there is to it. <laughs> um, yeah, but moving on to, to the 
to the next team. This is Team England, five of the Team England players, the national team. Um, so you can expect this to be essentially what these guys think are the five best lists in the game right now. And uh, I can't disagree with their choices. Manny Chima heads up this one. He's playing Harlequins. It's exactly what you think. It's boring as hell. Nine, nine Void Weavers in a light battalion. We have Josh Roberts next, who's playing a Drakari um, Real Space Raid. 15 Grotesques, 15 Incubi, and then a hell of a lot of MSU. Um, Min-maxing a lot of racks. So uh, he's got 30 racks in five mans, all with, a, all with a whip. He's got a couple of Venoms in there as well, and a quarter of the Archon and some other bits and pieces. This is legitimately the list that everyone has forgotten about. Like, That's yeah, true. Actually That's forgotten true. about. Yeah, and in teams, there's just so many reasons to, to revisit that book. Because um, once again, it's one of the perfect pivot teams. It's got great secondary choices. It can play all the board, and it can play well into just about every matchup. Um, James Ramsey's, Ramsey's next with Tau. He's got a Tau Sept, Supreme Command, and a Vanguard. Shadow Sun, a, a commander, a Deforcer commander. Three units of five Crisis Suits, one unit of two Bodyguards, and three Broadsides pretty much makes up the entire... Uh, core of that list. Mike Porter comes in next uh, with Custodius. Empress Chosen Patrol and an Outrider. Um, this is an interesting list. I think this is an interesting take on Custodius and it's one that you see can you can really get a lot of different uh, list list archetypes going in teams because I don't think this flies in singles but in teams I think it's extremely good. Um, he's got Inquisitor, Trajan, three Palace Grav Tanks and then the 3x3 Praetor Bikes. Then he's got a bunch of small units like he's got small uh, a min squad of of, um, of Wardens. He's got a single Alaris, um, one unit of Sagittarius, one unit one unit of Guard. Um, it's a good list. I, li I like the, the Palace and the Praetors because the Palace means you, you, you need speed. You need to play Engage. You can just throw out little bits and pieces. You can tap a bunch of Tau units very quickly without using your Praetors. So I actually quite like that list. Um, and then lastly, we have Matt Robinson playing Tyranids, Leviathan, Crusher Stampede. Um, it's, it's a bit of a skew here because it's got 11 Hive Guard, um, two Flyer and Swarmy. Like I said, I needed a five unit of six Hive Guard and two sized Hero Jewels. Um, so, yeah, what do you make of those? Uh, yeah, that, that makes sense. I, I won't be ruining too much by saying that that's, that's basically what my team looks like when it's a five man team right now. The only difference, <laughs> the only difference is there's one of those is combined because there's, uh, there's a GSC in there. Oh, it's a bit of hive, hive, a hive mind going on. This look. What's interesting to know about this is, apart from the Harlequins, all of these are the top singles archetype with a tilt, with a little yeah. bit of X factor. Especially that, the that typically does well. Mm -hmm. If you're coming to a team event and you don't know where to start, uh, look at what is doing well in the singles, and then figure mm -hmm. out how it can um, insulate you from bad matchups. Yes, either yeah. that or tilt uh, pairings in your favor. Like, mm -hmm. oh, we need to be strong. We're, we're actually strong in the pairings versus this. Okay, okay I'll take three palace uh, grav tanks and that'll change that red to an orange and let us get a bit more freedom in the pairings. Um, yeah. So yeah, a singles archetype with a tilt. Tilt like 500 points of it to make it better in, in teams events. And usually that's where these sit. With exception being generally what is ever the single best list in the game. In this case, nine Void Weavers, um, which doesn't need any enhancement. I mean, what are you going to yeah. do to make that better in teams? It's just the best thing in the game. Every single one of us on this show loves team events. Uh, and yes. if you're out there and you're curious about how to get into a team event this is almost like an archetype to follow is, yep. is it? it's not as difficult as, you know, we talk about pairings and the strategy and the tables and everything else. But if you just build some solid list, come have fun with the win and lose with your buddies and you're going to mm. have a great time. So, Oh yeah, absolutely. Cause you don't need to worry about all this. If you bring like five singles lists, don't worry about it. Just like, I want to play 
There we go. Here I'm, I'm down. Yeah, that's fine. It's fine. There's no issue, no issue with that at all. Um, so yeah, I think it'd be hard to bet against Team England because it's freaking Team England. But uh, yeah, if James Raynor was to win, everyone would be really happy. Jim yeah. Raynor and the Cambridge Crusaders, obviously. I'm sorry, Team England has no chance. He just... if he should have been playing Marines. If he was, he should have. If Marines, he was playing Marines, this wouldn't yeah. even be a tournament. That would yeah, be exactly it. right. He was playing Marines with just uh, what five bats for aggressive. So, it's yeah, okay. He's, he's 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 allied himself with the Protoss right now. The Necrons. Okay? Uh, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna come out with a with a, a very American take right here. Uh, okay. I mean, like, how many like long battles has England won? I don't. I, I don't. <laughs> wow. <laughs> You're a savage. savage. <laughs> that's a, that's a <laughs> um, but yeah, that that brings us to an end of the the. the um, the content for covering of the events of this week. Uh, it's going to be a good weekend. Like I always love seeing a, a chunky team event and I love mm-hmm. covering the multiple different, I wish there was like another format so we could do like one singles format, one team's format, Ooh, one, that'd be fun. like one other format. Maybe it's a doubles to a format every uh, week. Uh, of course. I was just kidding. I love, but I do love the flexibility that, uh, that the, the tournament organizers have like to do this kind of type of thing mm-hmm. where team, mm-hmm. team events are, are, are great. And team events all like, all over the place, uh, but they are a little bit more difficult to organize, especially when you when you have this, the, the the different flow in the pairings, uh, different types of tables. Sometimes you have to to worry about, uh, and then people's desire to coordinate with their teams. But it is completely worthwhile. But I love the flexibility that organizers have with creating events that they that they want to run. So uh, in the yeah. spirit of what you're talking about with uh, with formats. Uh, we would like to hear about alternate formats, uh, tournaments out there. We normally, so if you are running one, we might not know about it. So hit us up on uh, our various social media channels, and we may even come up with an email address where you can email into the show. Yeah, I think that's something we're working on. We're working on a centralized email address. Like if you want to suggest, uh, you know, your local tournament, you want to highlight, you want us to highlight, want us to cover it on the show, you can send it in, you know, sell it to us or, or not so much sell us, just give us a paragraph about what makes it special, what you're expecting to see, what's what's unique or cool about your meta, stuff like that. Uh, yeah, and then, you know, bonus points if you get everyone to list their factions when you put it in. Yeah, DCP absolutely. For us to if, it, I, and then we get better be ready to make them list all their factions because they gotta, they gotta, I, 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 there's, no, there's no exception there. They ha- They all have to be there. I have I have done that by the way. When I've been picking the events, I'll have like one event that's got forty five players. One of them has got like forty five players. One of them has far more uh, factions listed. I'm like, this is no decision. Bang. See you later. There've been there've been yeah. Just help us out. Give us uh, give us some meat here to chew on, uh, and it's uh, and for folks to listen to. But yeah, let us know about your tournaments that are coming up. So now we're getting to a point in the show uh, where we talk about. Uh, things other than Warhammer 40,000 or, or tangentially maybe next to adjacent to Warhammer 40,000. It's a segment we call the Fuego Rapido. This one, though, is dedicated uh, to, it's going to be, um, what is it, the, the Leagues of Voltan dedicate, you know, <laughs> theme. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's dwarf themed. This was sent in by a, a great uh, friend and listener of the show. And uh, we just have to roll with it. Apologies we give ourselves. Yeah, t- two minutes to talk about each topic here in, a, in a, a bit of a rapid fire segment. At the end of that two minutes, we stop and we move on. Uh, we actually, I think we have uh, the incorrect ones on the screen. Oh, those right are now. wrong. <laughs> yeah, those are that's wrong. Last week. So that's I'm last going week to, stuff. if uh, while production maybe tries to catch up. Uh, so the, yeah, these were listeners su- su- submitted. Uh, and so we're going to run, run down. Uh, the topics here. First one is, uh, what what is the better Age of Sigmar uh, 
uh, faction, Fire Slayers or Caradron Overlords. Okay, better faction or better dwarves? That this is an important distinction, Paul. Because... Well, the question is dwarves, but in Sigmar, there it's a whole different like they got a whole different thing. So I, I don't think there are actually uh, dwarves, but uh, in Sigmar. <sighs> See, okay. But you the can answer however you want. This is a hot take. You can answer, you know. My hot answer. take is the, the overlords do not feel like dwarves. Why are they flying? Dwarves don't fly. Because G-Dubs tried really hard to own their own IP. So they're Why? Just, it's, it's, no, Fire Slayers are better dwarves. There's, 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 no, there's no contest there. That's, so one dwarf is like steampunk. Cool. Yeah, steampunk's yeah. cool. That's cool. One dwarf is butt naked with a mohawk wearing like a girdle. They're berserkers. Just, just, just Come on. Win. I, I, I can't argue fire, with that. That's fire win. Slayers like, win. My initial no gut though was Karajan Overlords. <laughs> okay, but why? You why 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 do you think? I love that tinker aspect. I actually love the fact that they're on blimps with uh with blunderbusses. Like I don't even know how that would work. Like how on earth are you going to be floating down in an in a iron balloon and then firing a gun that's as big as you are and still be on the same trajectory? I love the fact that uh, in some universe that might be able to happen. That would be cool if they if they had that like the turn you 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 arrive you from fire, reserve, you using back. it and you move you move backwards like you see fire you and fade back. whatever you yeah. shoot it's yeah. like a free fire and fade that would make you, you broken directly but... backwards six inches from the position uh, the direction you fired that, that's actually a cool mechanic I'd love to see that stuff that's fun I think that yeah. that, that makes it that make it better that make it more fun <laughs> the fire right, slaves, so they're just, they're dwarves we'll move on to the next topic here what Snow White dwarf represents you. Uh, Dustin, we'll start with you. I gotta remember them all. Uh, I looked them up a minute ago. Um, grumpy, dopey, doc, happy, bashful, sneezy, and sleepy. Ooh, dopey. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'm, I'm I'm honest with myself. I gotta go with grumpy before you know I've had breakfast. I get a little <laughs> get a little hangry. <laughs> a little hangry. <laughs> I'm uh I'm gonna go bashful. What? I know, ironic. It's like what? calling myself cameras. It's like That's calling it. myself Little John, you know, in in Robin Hood. And he's actually a big dude. Yeah, bashful. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nice. Okay. Uh, here, um, if you could just magic up a rule mechanic, uh, for this brand new faction in War over forty thousand, what would it be, Adam? We'll start with you. Um, ah. <sighs> A new rules mechanic. So they look to be shooting based. I'd like to see them have um, not a second movement phase, but they have like a, their own little baby phase, like their own little like like um, like GSC has like cult ambush. It's kind of like another or, or arriving from blips. It's kind of its own phase within the game. Like they have a second um, deployment phase. I'd like to see something like that. Like they instead of like um like Elder has battle focus. They have like a secondary move after they shoot. I'd like to see a similar one for them because I want I want them to have a really small um, movement characteristic, like movement four instead of movement six. But I want them to be able to make up with it by clever use of like a secondary trait like they they have another movement in the pile or consolidation step interesting interesting like a like a dwarf shuffle they just dwarf shuffle about <laughs> dustin you got any uh i'm i'm reaching here run with me wish li- well look <laughs> i like because they're low to the ground they're always i always see them as uh you know, underdwellers kind of thing. So I like what um, the idea that Adam's going for. I think even just something similar, like if they're in cover, they just get plus one of their save because they're able to take cover a lot better. They're not even, not, not even plus one of their cover save, just plus one save 
and they get the cover safe still. So, so back, like what, back um, in the day, you go. Uh, so b- back in the day, they used to have these trikes, and there was a mo- maneuver where you could spin out on the trike and throw a grenade as you were like doing a a, a fishtail out. Fanging uh, so it, I, it. It's called fanging it, Paul. <laughs> fanging it? Is that actually what it's called? Or are you just making in stuff a, up now too? In Australia, no, no. You kick out the back of your car. It's fanging it, mate. You're That's fang actually it. what it's called. You're not just 100%. guessing that not 453 even... miles away from I don't know Paris. if we can say that on air. I don't know if we can. <laughs> way, That's the end. Thankful we're at the end of that time. Uh, uh, favorite Gimli quote. And I will accept movie or book. I, oof. I have a couple. I have a couple too. I have to think of one that... If you got one right off the bat, go go for it. Still only counts as one. Yeah, yeah, that's that's probably the best one. I was, I was like going the uh, go go ahead, Paul. I'm going with toss me. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna have to toss me. Don't tell uh, the Dustin. Okay. Don't tell the elf it's great. Actually, don't don't tell the elf one. is good too. <laughs> uh, We're not sprinters. Very dangerous over short distances. That was actually pretty good. I, that's a good impression. Yeah, not bad. Um, I was going to say, she gave me three. <laughs> For yeah, the amount of hairs Galadriel gave him. Mm. Was that, that's in the book. That's in right? the book, right? It's yeah. not in the movie? I don't remember that in the movie. You get a bonus it's point. It. We'll give, look, we're, we don't keep score for these, but you definitely get a bonus point for coming up with the book quote. Because I was trying to think of something that was. Points don't matter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Might be in the um, extended edition. Yeah. I don't think Somebody I've actually watched out. the full extended Edition. What? what the f- Richard, cut him, cut him, cut him this off. The full, full the plug. Listen, <laughs> listen. Nobody has that kind of time anymore. You should Dude. absolutely watch the Thank all God. the extended. Make it a make it a holiday tradition. I will holiday. stream it on Twitch. I will watch you watching the extended editions. <laughs> that is, you know, messed that, up. that is that is something I've not have not explored, but I'm instantly intrigued uh, when you mentioned it. Wow. Okay. Yeah. This is the one Thursday show, you know, it's going to be a Saturday night. You can just tune into us watching me watching the extended version. Hours. That would be a long Thursday. That would probably, <laughs> even if we started Thursday. right at the, at, the, at the strike of midnight. Legit, uh, I, me, and, me and Paul like stream for that long. So it's essentially it's the same thing, but we don't have to talk. So it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and we get to see you experience the, uh, there we go. Well, look, we're at the end of that. So is it spelled dwarves or, or dwarfs? Uh, this is a hotly debated topic. Is it? Uh, it has been. Yes. D- it, it. Well, we're gonna we're gonna play it up for the drama. Okay. Uh, I always thought it was dwarves. See, well, there you go. See, there you go. Dustin, what do you think? I always thought it was dwarves too, because that just feels like proper English to me. I guess mm. because it's well, not. Well, so me. are I, you spelling it with a V E S or an F S? Which one is the one that will cause the most controversy? Well, you just said you thought it was like Adam said he thought it was dwarves. Yeah, I thought it v. was dwarves too. The V with a V. Hey, what do well, you think? Do you think it's do you think it's with the F? That's what I think. Yeah, really? It's with the F. How? Well, it. Like, I just looked it up. If the Warhammer Fantasy Codexes was the F, D W A R F S. Yeah. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs is with an F, and I believe. And I always get this wrong. Sometimes I want to sound like. I want to. I want to sound like Tolkien smart, but sometimes I get this wrong. Like he had an opinion. Tolkien had an opinion about uh, one way or the other. Okay, what was it? This well, is I, ball. 
I, I feel like that it is with the FS. You, you well. feel like it because it helps your argument. I don't think that's a good excuse for that. <laughs> no one can refute me right now. Look, we only have what <laughs> thirty three seconds. No one can figure out this answer. We don't, we don't have time for, for to refute you right now. We don't have anything to look at. There's no time to research, and this is no this time is to the, research. Uh, this is the point of Rapido. The Tolkien wiki has him as dwarves. With ah, dwarves. so he does have an opinion with the V E S. Yeah, dwarves. Okay, so here we go. Uh, in a foreword to The Hobbit published in 1937, J.R.R. Tolkien writes, in English, the only collect, co- correct plural of dwarf is dwarfs, with an F-S. Oh, crap. Uh, and, the, and the adjective is dwarfish. In the story, dwarves and dwarvish are used, but only when speaking of the ancient people to whom Thorn Oakenshields and his companions belong. Bueno. Just like most Tolkien content, there was far more words in that than was necessary. What? <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know uh, if that's right. That is uh, <laughs> that is just right off the internet. Uh, internet we we had seemed like a generous time uh, to to, to do the research. So th- <laughs> yeah. Well, look, th- thanks for so these these photos have been uh, been listener submitted. If you have a topic that you'd like us to 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 butcher, actually, I think it's about yeah, the only way to describe yeah, it. To uh, please, yes, please exactly submit right. it, and we will do our best to to butcher it. If you expect uh, us to take it seriously, you're sorely mistaken. But it's a nice little it's a best. nice little palate cleanser at the end of a bunch of crunchy uh, Warhammer forty thousand stuff. Uh, so seriously, thanks everybody that uh, t- uh, tuned in live in the chat. If you are listening to this after the fact on one of the podcast aggregators, please consider leaving us a five-star review, a uh, thumbs up, a like, or a comment on the YouTube channel. If you haven't done so already, uh, that's one of the ways that people can, uh, that they, that you kind of trick the algorithms into, into, uh, having people find us. And it is exciting because we like, is we have more people to chat with. Uh, and the chat keeps keeps driving this show along. We really appreciate it. It really does. Yeah, help, helping us figure out things that we can't figure out because we don't have time to research, guys. You're here. You're here saving us, making us look like we know what we're talking about. So please keep, keep doing that. All, all the stats are made up too. Where you just go through. I think there's like no sisters at this one. There's maybe there's. A those are the stats from the <laughs> tournaments. Those we actually pull those in. Those are the only uh, things we get it, accurate. This yes. Look, this maybe is the medic show. Like. We we know what you're going to fight. We everyone knows what you're going to face out there. It's about how the different uh, di- how people have chosen to try to tackle those things week after week, and it is an evolving thing. This ecosystem is alive, thriving, uh, and it's pretty interesting. And, and it's fun breaking down the list and seeing uh, how players are are, are 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 really coming about this. And that's the end of our show this week. Dustin, Adam, it's been a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Always Love a pleasure here with you boys. Always look forward to Thursday. We'll see y'all next week. Good night. See ya.